You are listening to the Adults on Disney Podcast, Episode 2. Today, we're talking shit about Pinocchio. Hey everybody, Shamrock here. Welcome to Adults on Disney Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks so much for coming. If not, welcome back to this shit show. Adults on Disney is produced every other Tuesday for your enjoyment. An audiogram will be available via YouTube for my deaf and hard of hearing audience or anyone who wants captions. I hope you come back often. Now let's do this. This is episode two, Pinocchio. This is your host, Shamrock. I have one of my best friends, Kevlar, joining me today so we can talk some shit about this movie. And you can call me Kevlar. You want to be Kevlar? You want to be Shamrock? Call me Kevlar. Awesome. Yay. Hell yeah. And that's what I was actually going to ask you to be like, I know you're Kevlar. Should I call you that? Sure, why not? So I'm glad that you gave me the okay for that. um, I was like, hell yeah. So we're going to be talking about Pinocchio. It is. It's good to see you. I can't remember the last time you were actually in my house. Football? Probably football. Yeah, I think that's when it was. I don't remember who was playing or what was happening. Yeah, I'm so terrible with this. No. I just, I have no idea how to start it. Just be like, hey, everybody, we're here to talk about Pinocchio. Exactly. Hey, we're here to talk about Pinocchio. And I should probably apologize. This is episode two, which, thank God, I'm so glad I made it to episode two. I was about to give up. (laughs) This was such a learning curve. It was such a new thing for me when it comes to the audio and the editing and recording and captioning and just all of that. Everything involved. It was a whole universe I've never... I like paper things. I do good with paper. So jumping into something like this, and I definitely have made a lot of mistakes, so I apologize. Episode one is rough, but hopefully as we progress, things will get better. I will become more adept at doing all of these technological things. I'm good with the movies. I can watch the movies and have a good time and talk some shit about them, but the whole piecing it together to share with the world, that's where... I need practice. And it's the behind the scenes stuff that nobody's going to see. I so know. Don't apologize. I know, I know. <laughs> so I guess I should just say I appreciate you like working with me as we're on this bumpy ride. <laughs> the road will smooth out eventually in the end. What she's saying but... is like she's on a raft coming out of a whale. That's smooth sailing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Monstro. Oh my god, Monstro. He's terrifying. Oh yeah, so I'm definitely going to try and have more structure. So I don't want to be super boring and just throw out all these facts like a history book. In 1940, blah, 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 blah. But um, it's going to have to start like that. Pinocchio was Walt Disney's second animated feature film. Um, unfortunately, because it came out in 1940, it actually flopped. Like, it did not recuperate any of its costs until it was re-released, which I believe wasn't until 1945. I think it like, took like five different re-releases or something before it made money. Or right, right. Reminds me of Waterworld. <laughs> hey, Waterworld. Love that movie, but yeah, it's it's extremely unfortunate. But yeah, so Pinocchio, being movie number two, came out in 1940. So the initial budget was $500,000 in 1940s money. So converting to 2020, it ends up being $9.1 million, which was like double what was the cost for Snow White. Crazy, man. But uh, genius. Very smart. So that was the budget. What it actually cost to make this movie was $2.5 million in 1940. So that ended up being $45.8 million in 2020. So this was one of the most expensive films of all time. Of all time. That Uncle Walt, man, he's got some deep pockets. (laughs) Willing to spend his money. Oh, yeah. Very ballsy. But it's like... (laughs) 
were they his pockets? I feel like he was like putting his hand in everybody else's pockets. Yeah. Let's make some stock and stuff. And from different things that I've read or what I've seen, like he was one of those where he was like, hey, I have this idea. I think it's going to be great. Like he was like the perfect salesman to be able to pitch, (laughs) to be able to pitch this story and be able to go. He was making this movie regardless of. Right. That was his plan, his idea, and he wasn't half-assing. He was going to make a really good movie. Snow White was good, but he said, let's do something even better. Oh, yeah. He wanted more. Which is why we have so many amazing films, because he just constantly pushed the envelope. He always wanted more. He wanted better. He wanted to be able to be more engaging and better with animation and all of those crazy things. But yeah, before I hit the animation part, so the movie actually grossed, it's kind of rough to say, 1.4 to 1.9 million in 1940. It was kind of here and there when I was looking for the information. So now that would be 34.8 million in 2020. So you can already see that he lost money. Uh, nine something. <laughs> I mean, it's pocket change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of interesting things that I ended up finding out. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw my watch. <laughs> there it goes. Bye. If I'm not wearing it, it doesn't do things. Although my phone might be. Okay, be on silent. Say. <laughs> but um, yes. So Pinocchio. It's not really one of my favorites. I feel like a lot of the older movies... They're just, they don't really do it for me. This is not a movie that would get made today. No. If you pitch this idea, <laughs> people would be like, no. Are you, are you, <laughs> you crazy? want underage drinking and underage smoking? Right, right, right. All right. that stuff. And yeah, it just does not sell well. Mm-hmm. How about an old man who wants to make his own little boy? Yeah. Yeah, that's got pedophile written so, all over it. So it would not do well today. So this is, you know, 80 years ago. Right, right. We can right. get away with it. Um, Man. But definitely not that. definitely not the best Disney movie, but there are some really good things about it. Right. There are some great things that it likes to point out, you know, to teach lessons to kids and, and things like that. Or, I don't know, I guess even to grown-ups. I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm not going to wait till it's dark and late at night and raining to look for my child. Why would you send your child that you just met, like maybe in, for an hour to right, school? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Let's just send you straight to school and see yeah. how well you do with that. Let's like, see oh, how maybe it goes. I can, you know, teach you a few things and make sure you're ready for that. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there's one line in here that I think I'm going to start using, but. Because it's something like, if you're not going to be good, you might as well be made of wood or something like oh, that. Oh, I That's what like I took that. on it. I was like, maybe I should start using that. Right, right. <laughs> the Blue Fairy said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I caught that. I was like, I don't remember her ever saying that. <laughs> but I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. She did. She made a good point. There were actually a lot of catchphrases that I really enjoyed. I'm, I'm trying to have structure, Kevin, and Sorry. I'm struggling. We're ruining the structure. <laughs> no, right. it's not you. It's not you. It's just, there's like the half of me that's like, boom, five minutes of this, boom. 10 minutes of this or whatever. It's and then happening. the other side, yeah. And the other side's just like, let's talk. Let's chat. Let's have a good All time. Right. So Shamika, this movie opens up with, it's like one of the first movies where they had like a narration and that's what Jiminy Cricket's for. He's just there to like introduce you to the story and get you going. Right. And I did, I did find that to be interesting because he breaks the fourth wall like a lot throughout the movie, which is not something I'm sure people saw a lot of during that time. But yeah, he ends up being the narrator. He's telling the story. So you kind of let him get away with the things that he says and how he says them. Exactly. But yeah, no, this definitely was unique. Pinocchio actually means pine cone in Italian. Did, did you know not, this? Did not ha! know that. Oh my god. Got gosh. you. <laughs> yes. So Pinocchio <laughs> is Italian for pine cone, which is how he got his name. Which is funny because as you're watching the movie, he asks Cleo and Figaro how they like the name, and they're like, nah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so plain and like literal it's yeah. very literal oh we were talking about animation before so halfway through the production of the film walt disney wasn't happy with the progress 
So he wanted to do like a whole revamp. He literally destroyed 2,300 feet of footage. Good thing he's the one writing the check there. Huh? I know. But that's oh where the gosh. budget inflated, right? <laughs> exactly. Right there. There went half the money he spent. It represented five months of work. What I read, it said that Disney was so particular, it took 12 artists 18 months to make Pinocchio look the way that Disney wanted him to. Yeah, he was trying to get like a cute look. Right. You know, he wanted him to look like a puppet, but he also wanted him to not look like a scary... He wanted him to kind of look like he could be a boy. Like he could be kind of cute? Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. see Pinocchio without his smile drawn on, <laughs> he looks like something out of a horror movie. He does, yes. Like, straight up he does. So, it's so creepy. I'll say the animators got a good look. They did a really yeah. good job of finding that look. and it, They did. Yeah. They finally hit that balance, that yeah. good balance. Figaro, which is interesting. Oh, he's so cute. He's, he's such cute. a cute kitty. He, if you've noticed, like all like the Minnie Mouse cartoons, that's like her pet. She used to have a Cocker Spaniel. Yes. And so Disney loved the cat so much. He was like, get that dog out of here. Yep. Turned <laughs> into the- a cat lover just like that. You went from mice to dog to cat. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was interesting that he was just like so devoted yeah. to that little cat. And they did a really good, they did a well job. Fuck. I, I can't talk. <laughs> they did a great job. They did a great job. <laughs> they did and, a great uh, job. Figaro that. steals the scenes. He oh, really yeah. does. He's one of those like minor characters mm-hmm. that just you oh, yeah. can't not not love him. Oh yeah, so. he just takes over, and yeah. it is it's adorable. You can't help even when he's acting like the little assholes that cats <laughs> are. So it is. It's pretty yeah. great. And but, uh, who wants to be that cat that refuses a kiss from a? fish <laughs> always, it always got me i'm like the, the, that's so awkward the like why? fish wants to give the cat a kiss like, uh, that doesn't sound right geppetto wasn't there that fish would be lunch exactly. i mean and then it is interesting because when they're waiting for pinocchio he has a fish for dinner in front of him yeah. it's like well, and they he... give the they give the fish cake like i don't understand what's happening right now some of my favorite scenes You can just see the artistry and the amazing illustrations and how they did things. So in Geppetto's workshop and all the clocks are on the wall, they actually had real working replicas of all of them. Nice. That they used to actually animate that scene. And it's awesome because when you look, each of them have like their own individual characteristics and personality. They're moving you know, independently of the other ones. So it wasn't just some mass animation cell they threw together to like have a distraction on the wall, which is what I love so much about Disney is that how long were the clocks in the scene for a few minutes? Maybe they're minor things in the background, something in the background for mere minutes, but they have so much focus and attention to those details. Yeah, And they were willing to do their homework and make sure that things were right. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's just, it is. It's amazing to see how they end up focusing that way. Just with everything that they ended up doing. I think one of the biggest things that I really enjoyed, too, was the water. Oh. Like, how they just, the splashing and the waves and the frothy, foamy, whatever parts of the water. They were just gorgeous. Just so pretty. And you're like... They hand drew that. <laughs> they hand drew that shit. <laughs> yep. That's the whole reason why, like, even I want to be here talking about Pinocchio is because this movie made an impression on me when I was a kid because I was like, holy shit. Like, that is animated so damn well. Drawn so well. Like, mm-hmm. it impressed me so much. And I just, I couldn't stop, like, looking at Monstro in the water and everything and go, <laughs> holy, how do you guys do that? Right, right. That's what I look for. I want that realistic. Oh, yeah. Just rolls me out of the water. Oh. I, went, I went there. <laughs> Sorry. You're so punny. Totally went there. Oh, uh, Kevlar, you're so punny. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But no, that water held up so well that when they did Little Mermaid, they said, right, well, right. here's our best example. Let's use that. Right. They did. God, the opening scene for Little Mermaid. Let's all start. Sorry. <laughs> we got to get to the 80s. <laughs> get to the 80s. But, um, yeah, my favorite movie. Anyway, yes, the water, it was. It's amazing. And Monstro is terrifying. 
for a kid's movie, Monstro was scary. Even watching it as an adult, you know, I told you I had been drinking a little while I was doing my homework. And I just remember thinking and looking at him being like, oh, shit. (laughs) I would not want to meet him in the water. And he has teeth. Yeah. Like, he's like a, is he supposed to be a blue whale? Because I feel like I don't know of a whale that has sharp teeth. Unless he's like an orca blue whale hybrid or something. I couldn't tell you now. And all I know is, yeah, he's ferocious and they're they're, they're pretty lucky they got out of that one. Ooh, did you know the blue fairy was modeled after the Columbia Studios logo? I did not know Like her whole thing. And when I was looking at her, some of her features reminded me of Snow White. Like, but with blonde hair. I-, I totally get that. Like, if you see her from her profile, you're just like, dude, it's Snow White. If you listen to my episode one, the theory that she probably died, she was such a good person and was always looking out for people. What if she came back as, as the, the blue, blue fairy? fairy? I don't know. Oh. I'm just, I'm just blowing some air. That, out that there. makes me sad. <laughs> so Snow White, not my favorite Disney princess. I find it hard that people are like oh she's awesome <laughs> i'm sorry she has a weird look to her blue fairy though um impressionable on a young kevin <laughs> oh gosh of course <laughs> the blue fairy was cool not only is she a cool effect when she comes flying in and stuff like that and just well done no and that was awesome too with the animation is when you see the star as it like comes closer and closer into the window and then it like becomes the fairy just the transition the way that they did that it was just, how did you do that in 1940? We would use all these fancy supercomputers nowadays mm-hmm. and, and do that. And you guys didn't. You just drew it over yep. and over and over again. They sure did. One thing so. that they didn't draw was the wagon, Stromboli's wagon. So they actually filmed a real wagon and then they painted it onto the animation cells. Oh. And I was watching it. And you can see, I just, it blew my mind because, I mean, and I don't know if it's because with Disney Plus, which has been, uh, it's been a blessing <laughs> and a love curse. love you, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been digitally remastered and it looks amazing. And so, you know, you can see more of those details that me that still uses a VCR and VHS <laughs> that you don't see a lot of. So that was pretty great. I don't think I would have caught that had I not like researched it before and went to look out for it. I think you're right because I think watching it again off Disney Plus, I probably noticed more little details in the background than I would have when I was watching off of VHS. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I noticed when I just recently watched this, it's like the first Easter eggs that you usually don't see, but like some of the books on the shelf. Mm. It was Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. Right. It's almost like Disney doing the wink, wink, like here's our upcoming projects uh-huh. type thing. So I was like, that's really cool. I never would have thought or even probably ever noticed that. I don't think I ever noticed it either. And the only reason I knew about it is because I researched it before. <laughs> and so I was like, where are those books? Oh, there they are. How did I not see them before? Yeah. And then when I was watching that scene, I was like, okay, where's the spotlight coming from? (laughs) Is it the candle? Like, zooming in on this cricket? And then Jiminy Cricket. So he looked a bit homeless (laughs) when you first see him. A little rough there. You're like, okay, what's going on with this guy? And then when he does end up transforming and he gets, like, his nice outfit from the Blue Fairy... They actually modeled him after Johnny Walker Scotch Whiskey. No kidding. No joke. I'm going to post it to social media. And it's like the hat, the suit, like everything, which is kind of crazy. And when Walt Disney had gotten Jiminy Cricket to be animated, he at first thought he looked too much like a bug. And that he was too gross, so they ended up wanting to make him look more cute. So he's basically like a little man, a little person. He's just got a big head. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally the only difference. And he could really sell some whiskey. Um, Right. (laughs) It might be one of the first, like, paid advertisements. I know, right? Right? (laughs) Did Disney get a kickback from the whiskey company? (laughs) I know, I know. We sold this many bottles. Thanks for Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. It was such an interesting character. Him in general is interesting. He's 
he does some disturbing things in that movie that I straight up have to question. <laughs> so, like, you walk into him, you know, Are you he talking goes... <laughs> and romancing all the, like, wooden dolls and yes, stuff? Yes, <laughs> everything, all of that. He is just so sexual harassment up the wazoo. So, he walks in. He's repressed. He needs... <laughs> I don't know. He needs a friend. Yeah. <laughs> So first of all, breaking and entering. So he enters Geppetto's place without being invited. You know, when a cricket does that at my house, I'd kill it. So. In the real Pinocchio tale, he does. Exactly. He kills the cricket. So he ends up breaking into the house. Then he's rubbing up all on his ass as he's in front of the fireplace. And you're like, okay, that's enough. I don't want to see any more of that. You know, and then as they're progressing through the movie or whatever, then he puts his hand on the rump of a of one of the figurines, some porcelain-looking figurine or whatever, and, and he's like, oh, pardon me, but he keeps, like, looking back at her like, okay, she's an inanimate object. <laughs> Stop it. And you then do it... move a little bit when the, the clock strikes whatever right. time the it music. is. the <laughs> music. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then that one, too. So then yeah, there's the Dutch it. girl. Yeah. So there's the girl. She's got the wooden shoes and everything, and she's coming out the clock, and he's making eyes at her, and I'm like, she's moving, but she's still not alive. Okay. <laughs> Stop making eyes. And then you cut to the part where it's Stromboli and all the marionettes are dancing and oh, doing yeah. their thing. And the can-can girls have got their legs up in the air, and he grabs his glasses like, I need a closer look. Like, oh my god, Jiminy, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah I, yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, Jiminy. You're supposed I, to be his conscience. Th- this, yeah. First off, he sucks as a conscience. <laughs> he really does. Like, can you not, like, keep your eye on Pinocchio like you right. should? He gets in trouble because you're, like, just cruising off by yourself, not actually making sure he's following you or you're not with or you overslept. And you yep. didn't go to school with him. I mean, <laughs> gosh, so he's terrible there. But yes, yeah, no, he's um, he's fired. He needs uh, a new job. So Pinocchio was actually the first animated film to win a competitive Academy Award. So Snow White had quote unquote won, but it was an honorary award, so they didn't actually win. They actually won for Best Original Score and Best Original Song. So, When You Wish Upon a Star. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing Classic. because it's, yeah, it's Disney's official song. That is, you Every hear that? Movie. It represents Disney. And <laughs> it's the song on the Disney cruises. Is it? So, when they're um, going to cast off or whatever, embark. I need to learn the terms. But when the <laughs> ship leaves the dock. It's not a boat. It's a ship. <laughs> when it leaves the dock. It does the when you wish upon a star. It toots the horn or whatever. So that's really cool. Yeah, to win both the score and song. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think it didn't happen again until Mary Poppins or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I will eventually get there. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Just as long there. as as long as, you know, episode two does better than episode one and then I can keep going. Um, hopefully it does, otherwise you'll never ask me back. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, super, lots of fun facts. So you know how his ticket, he ends up having the ace of spades? Yeah. So the ace of spades in myth and in folklore, it's considered the death card. So it represents like the death of the year, the start of a new one, like when the wheel turns again. It's the same reason why it's a trump card. We're not saying anything about the president. Um, why it is a trump card. It's because the death comes for all of us in the end. So like you so don't. Pinocchio should have died. <laughs> I'm, just... What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We were not going that I'm dark. Not going... No, we're not going that dark. I just thought it was that he's um, a shady character and uh, he would cheat in Game of Cards. I mean... Right. <laughs> interesting. But, death card. Yeah. No escape. So it also represents no escape even for kings. The spade is also known in the tarot world as the sword or a symbol of war. So, I don't know, waging war on morality or raging war, whatever. Like, there's no escape for these bad kids. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of symbolism in what, you know, that card. Something so easy, so simple. deep here. I like that. I tried. I mean, I like the fun facts. It is, yeah. And then the talking shit part. And No, that's good, because I was like, <laughs> usually they do. In a Disney movie, they try to find that meaning and stuff like that and do that cool, fancy stuff. It's just 
amazing to see it happen that long ago and oh yeah put some thought into it so. 1881 is actually when pinocchio came out so it's 80 years old 80 years old now the movie but yeah. right the movie but the story itself it's like a hundred two hundred like i don't know it's a couple <laughs> <laughs> i'm terrible at math kevin how many you years said 81 it? it's 139 <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> i'm bringing you back to be my math person sweet Yes, so it's been a really long time. And it was actually, like, part of a magazine. So he wrote little, like, articles. Carlo Carlotti. And he wrote these little articles and published them, and it became so popular, he ended up making the actual book um, in 1883. And so... Jiminy Cricket wasn't actually Jiminy Cricket. He was just called the Talking Cricket. The Talking Cricket. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the only reason they gave him the name Jiminy Cricket, which they say in Snow White, it's kind of like a swear word where people are like, Jesus Christ. But instead of saying that to like not take the Lord's name in vain, they would say Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. So I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're in trouble or like, <laughs> making bad choices or trying to decide on a choice that you'd be like, Jimmy Cricket, what do I do? Like, <laughs> and so maybe that's why they gave him the name. Cause you know, they're like, just give a little whistle <laughs> or call my name. I thought it was interesting that honest John and Gideon, mm -hmm. AKA Giddy were the only animal Talking animal characters yeah. besides the donkeys. Anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah, that word. <laughs> That's why you're here. Um, it is weird. Word. Yeah, because everybody else is human, but it doesn't seem strange. Gideon, they modeled after Dopey. Yeah, I had heard that. Exactly. No talking, doing goofy little antics. But he was supposed to talk. That's what's funny. I've known this one for a long time. Disney's great on cartoons, but there was also this other one called Bugs Bunny. And the guy who was the voice of Bugs Bunny was the voice of Gideon, and he was credited as it, but he didn't do anything. <laughs> I think Maybe. he, like, giggled or something like that, and he got count, like, accounted right, for right, that. Right. Or something. And I was just like, you had the voice of Bugs Bunny, and you didn't have him do anything. But right. <laughs> it's hilarious. I always thought this was funny, and I was trying – I didn't get a good chance to do my research like Shamika did. Here, so. uh -huh. Shamrock's making me look bad. Because he's also not just Honest John, but he's like, Jay – Worthington. Yes. Fellow. Fowl fellow. fellow. Yeah, Fowl <laughs> Fellow. And I was just like, what a hell of a name. Right. That's why he's honest, he's John. Fowl Fellow. Yeah, exactly. I'm just it's like, a mouthful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it comes straight across as, I mean, straight up guy that's playing everybody. Right, right, so. right. Thinking of a straight up guy, um, I ended up finding out that Lampwick, a.k.a. Candlewick, a.k.a. Romeo, so, like, his name is Romeo, but everybody calls him Lampwick, Candlewick from the stories. But it's because he was a well-polished and slender fellow. No kidding. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> well-polished. Right? <laughs> I'm like, where do they come up with this I don't stuff? Know. I'm just glad How you gave me a real name because I sat there and I was like, his name is Lampwick. Where does that come from? Right, right, uh, right. Do I need to go to Italy and... <laughs> Are there people named Lampwick over right, there? I mean, right, where does that, that come thing? from? So it makes sense when you say it like that. Right, right. There's so much in Pinocchio that I just never paid attention to or realized until, you know, ended up doing this, doing research and watching the films. This movie, uh, two things that actually really stand out compared to any other Disney film. There are multiple villains. Yes. There's not just one bad guy it's or a lot of you know guys. one person trying to throw a monkey wrench <clears throat> into the whole situation. So you've got Honest John, you've got Gideon, mm -hmm. Giddy. You have Stromboli. Yep. You have Monstro, and then you have the Coachman. Yeah. The Coachman, his name Straight is actually <laughs> Barker. Which they don't say any time in the knew? movie. I had to find that out. But yeah, so they have these multiple villains. <clears throat> That end up making some point in the story. You want to see a guy that is like evil, evil. I Terrifying. Mean, I was like, there is probably no redeeming quality to this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> really? He was one of those. In my first episode, I kind of talked about how Disney does a thing with color. So a lot of the evil characters will have green. So this coachman, oh. Barker, he had green eyes. 
Um, the Gideon guy had green eyes. Monstro has green eyes. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. And so Nothing that Nothing against red, all you green-eyed people out there. We're not saying you're all evil. It's interesting because there's symbology, too, with the color red. I think it's amazing in this movie that most of the villains... So we have these bad guys, and most of them don't even get in trouble or caught. Mm-hmm. You know, Stromboli just loses out on Pinocchio. He just cruises on to the next right. town and whatever. Gideon and Honest John are just there, and they right. just continue they're on gonna their They're going to keep ways. doing what they're doing. And yeah. freaking the coachman guy, he actually wins. He just loses Pinocchio as well. He right. still gets all those other kids. Like, this movie ends, and all those other kids are still donkeys. Right. Yep. And that was the other the other fact that makes this movie unique is just that it's the villains they don't get any type of repercussions they don't lose or get caught or you know what have you they're just go on continuing their devious lives <laughs> so getting back to the color red honest john had red eyes and then there was another character oh stromboli had red eyes so the red it symbolizes like war and danger, power, determination, passion, you know, so in all of those things, like intensity. So you can see, like, Honest John, like, he was super passionate. Like, he's all about, hey, how do I make the quick money? He's got that determination, you know? And then you think about Stromboli. He was strong and dangerous, and, you know, he also had that desire and that passion for making that money and getting, mm. you know, having his business. So it is, it's very interesting mm. how Disney does all that symbolism. Yeah. Like it's just, they it's don't so just crazy. Choose a fun color. They had a purpose and a meaning behind it. And right. Stuff. Right. I'd never picked that up. I guess I should be looking at all the character eye colors. From Whatever. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Could be their clothes too. Usually I see red <laughs> eyes and I'm like, Oh, evil cyborg robot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Lampwick, would you consider him to be lumped in with the villains? Like, he was very... He peer pressured Pinocchio, like, a lot. Yeah. As a kid, I always thought he was a bad guy. Okay. <laughs> so I was always like, he got comeuppance when he got turned right, into a donkey. Right, right. So, yeah, so there's, like, so many villains based on that. Like, it's crazy. Do you want to know my dedication to this podcast? I do. Do you? Do you... Yeah. <laughs> I know. She's, so... <laughs> she thinks about this all day. So this is definitely, I'm a prude. Like uh, there's certain bad words that I cannot say. And... Such as? Oh. <laughs> right. Ha, you're so funny. Um, nice try. <laughs> so I'm really embarrassed about this, but I'm dedicated and I wanted this information. So... August 1993, an issue of Playboy wrote an article about Pinocchio. No kidding. And I Googled and Googled. So I really just wanted to get the story. Like, I went online, and I just kept trying to find it and trying to find it. I couldn't find it. Shamrock searching for Playboy article Shut online. Shut up. <laughs> this is going to get her someplace good. I can see it already. Shut up. No, it'll just get me in trouble. So I was searching, and I couldn't find it. So I was like, God damn it. Like, how am I going to get this? So I went on Amazon, and I bought a magazine for a dollar. <laughs> that was a hell of a deal. A dollar for a Playboy. Was, it's I, a 1993 edition. It's 27 years uh, old. And I could do that math because that's when my brother was born. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I was like, uh, you got a hell of a deal, and I'm impressed. But it's interesting because what I was really interested in about the article is when I found out that there was an article written, it had said that it had cited 43 instances of violence and unfavorable behavior, 23 instances of battery, nine acts of property damage, three slang uses of jackass, three acts of violence on animals, two shots of male nudity, which I don't recall that in the movie. Maybe it's somewhere. And then one instance of implied death. So I was like, man, I want to read this article and see like where mm -hmm. they found all of these different things. So I really wanted to find and see what it said and what it had to say. And I saw the cover of the article. It's funny because it's Pamela Anderson and it's got um, Dan Aykroyd in the Conehead costume. Okay. The crazy thing was is that it had, you know, it gives you like what other articles in there. There's like a true crime article in there. And I'm like, maybe I will read 
through this. She bought it for the articles, people. She's only the articles. Yes. What are those people? <laughs> yes. You know, we had talked about, and I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm trying to have more structure and yeah. trying to be more. She just took this G-rated kids movie into Playboy territory, <laughs> but it's all right. That's not where no. I was going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was trying to be linear with my brain dumping, but it's, it's literally all good. I'm just. Sorry. I'm so sorry. The brain dumping is not linear. It's just coming out as it happens. So this movie came out in 1940. It was only translated into two languages, Spanish and Portuguese. Snow White was translated into, like, dozens of languages. First film, yada yada. But it was because of the war. So a lot of revenue sources were cut off, um, especially with Europe being one of the big places that they would distribute the film. Mm. So they didn't have a lot of that money, you know. So it, you know, didn't take yeah. until, like you said, re-releases to yeah. recuperate a lot of the costs. World War II screwed up a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Pinocchio too. Right. <laughs> What was funny is that the movie was not released in Japan or Germany until after 1950. No kidding. So, yeah, yeah, like they didn't have the movie go out there because of the war and everything. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Bambi was actually supposed to be movie number two. Lampwick was actually supposed to escape with Pinocchio. Was he? I found an he animation live, cell. Huh? He was. I actually found an animation cell of him and Pinocchio like on a raft. With their donkey ears. Okay. So he didn't even completely transform. Huh. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, there's just a lot of really cool little things. One thing that I thought was interesting is Disney loves to put gloves on the, what did you call them? Anim anthropomorphic. Yes, those. He likes to put gloves on them, like if they're non-human. Mm -hmm. So all the characters that are not human, they have gloves. Yeah. Like all of them. They all have... Between three and four fingers, because they're a lot easier to animate. No. But then when you see him become a real boy, the gloves are gone. He's got five fingers. Really? Yeah. He had five? I didn't yep. even look at that. So I thought that was pretty fascinating, mm. just how they made sure yeah. to make that point, to focus that. That's cool. That makes me want to watch again and be like, did Geppetto have five fingers? Or, or you know, is Pinocchio this anomaly? Right, right, right. The only one in this movie that has five fingers. No. Right. There were some inconsistencies that I had seen. So Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket, they end up walking underwater. Mm -hmm. Looking yeah. for Monstro <laughs> and all the fish are following them. So how does Pinocchio, yeah, well. <laughs> right, either that or they're, you know, they can breathe in the water. Yeah. So how does Pinocchio die? He's made of wood. They find him face down in the water and like, so that's the part where I was confused, where I'm like, okay, he's going underwater to find his father, but then he dies by drowning. Yeah, I... I'm like, there's got to be something else that happened. How did he really die? Like, is it called dry drowning? Like, if you drink too much yeah, water, you can, yeah, you can literally, yeah. like, yeah. drown. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened, I guess. You're smart. Yeah, See, that's why you're on here. <laughs> yeah, hyperhydration. That's why you're here. <laughs> so that kind of blew my mind because I'm just like, wait, how did that happen? Yeah. So but I yeah. guess there's your act of death right there. Your character died. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. That's I, 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 true. Never... Yeah. I don't think it counts because he wasn't a real boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's not real. Yeah. So he's made of wood. And then here I am jumping all over the place. So when they're in the eight ball, which is like a great design for a pool hall, yeah, is, a billiard yeah. room or whatever, the chairs all have donkeys carved into them. Did you notice I that? I did not Yeah, see the that. top of the chair, he's like leaning back and smoking no his cigar kidding. that he should be smoking. The chairs all have donkeys engraved in them. So I thought that was an interesting... It's like alluding to yeah. the inevitable, yeah. like what's going to happen to them. Naming your thing or your island Pleasure Island, also another reason why this wouldn't be a very good... <laughs> I'm sure they would have changed... Not a good kids movie. They would have changed the name of it. In fact, I think I had heard one time that it was originally supposed to be just like Toy Island or something like that, oh. but then they changed it. And yeah, if you make that today in Pleasure Island, right, right. this is a whole different movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and like you're saying, they can't make that movie today because first off... It's a bunch of young boys out late at night that go off with this guy. That's already yeah. terrible. They get to this island, and it's all carnival and everything else. But then you have all these statues of natives that are standing there, you know, yeah. very racist looking. 
you know, with their and yeah. their oh, drawing yeah. and everything, throwing out cigars and stuff, and then, <laughs> you know, they're destroying everything. Like their people are, they're just beating each other up. Then they're destroying the buildings and everything, and then they have the alcohol, yeah. they have the cigars and all of that stuff. And then the thing that makes me wonder is the place looked brand new. And then when all the kids got turned into donkeys, it was completely demolished. Like, it looks like there was no coming back from that. Mm -hmm. So, does somebody go? Do they clean up the area? Like, what happens? They rebuild everything? It's the Blue Fairy's wicked sister. Of I the... Don't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> the green fairy. Yeah, there you go. The green... the, or the red fairy. We're not talking Sleeping Beauty, though. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Not flora, fauna, or Yeah. So that's what blew my mind, too, because I'm like, it looked like it was so destroyed. There was yeah. no coming back from it. So that kind of surprised me because it wasn't anything I ever noticed before because you know he's done this more than once. He's got all the crates that say, like, to the circus. Yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. What right, and it wasn't like, the first yeah. time. And then his henchmen, they were just black blobs with eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, creepy. Yeah. What was with that? I just see that scene right now, and I'm like, holy shit, this is, like, it's pretty scary and dark. Like, mm -hmm. uh, kids could have some yeah, hell of nightmares. Oh, yeah. That. No, so, they are. They're creepy. They're, like, little shadow I mean, people. And then, like, the whole, like, just turning into donkeys. Like, it's such traumatic, like, type of Oh, yeah. I want my mommy. Yeah. The kid's like, Man, this like... one's still talking, so send him over there. And it's like, what? Right. Yeah, it does make me want to read the book, though, because I want to be like, is it real? <laughs> I, I expect the book to be darker because of some oh, of the yeah. stuff we've talked about. Oh, but I'm yeah. like, does it go that dark? Does yeah. it get even worse? <laughs> oh, no. Like, I'm already just a couple pages in, and it's interesting. You know, join my Patreon, and you'll be able to get exclusive content like that. But, um... Nice plug. Just to... <laughs> Shut up! Um, but yeah, like, just in the first couple pages, it's very different because Pinocchio is a troublemaker from the start. Oh, he just... Oh, yeah. He was made bad, He huh? was... Yeah, he was Geppetto, you're not made... a good... You're not a <laughs> well, good and Geppetto, maker. he wasn't a good guy either. He was just not the cute old man that you see, like, in the cartoon. So yeah. it's very different. And that's all the spoilers I'm going to give okay. you. Okay. <laughs> I mean... So I got this. I want to read this. It's hilarious. And also extremely accurate. So dreamstobecome.com ended up doing that. And I'm going to start this. Quote... At the end of it all, Pinocchio has been alive or sentient for approximately three days and has been lied to, forced to perform on stage, stolen from, cheated out of fair wages, kidnapped twice, encouraged and allowed to drink alcohol and smoke cigars and fight and gamble, partially transfigured into a donkey, forced to swim for his life, abandoned by his father, forced to walk along the bottom of the ocean in search of a giant whale, swallowed by said whale, reunited with his father in the belly of said whale, only to realize they need to make the whale sneeze them out by building a fire, basically drowned in the process of escaping and then turned into a real live human being by magic. Conclusion, this is a horror film. End quote. <laughs> so he's had one heck of a life. Three, Three days. days. Oh my gosh. In three uh, days, and I was like, so "Man, no wonder like, <laughs> he's uh, you know lying and so easily right. manipulated." Oh yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so terrible. Oh. It's so terrible. There's a couple of things that I want to post to social media, which are cool little like uh, Easter eggs and uh, hidden Mickey's and things like that. So uh, Pinocchio makes appearance in Tangled. When uh, Geppetto discovers Pinocchio, the part where you're like, he almost shot him. <laughs> um, there's a hidden Mickey in a chair. Oh, man. Appar I'm totally <laughs> watching that. Finding those hidden Mickeys. Uh -huh. I love, I love they that. are. They're pretty great. Yeah. And then um, apparently in 1960, Psycho was said to be the first movie that had like a toilet in the scene. And it was super controversial. And so it's supposed to be all <clears throat> controversial. But the thing is is it wasn't the first film to ever show a toilet. So if you look, when they're going to bed, Figaro has his litter box right next to him. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I so, saw that. Yeah, there's there's the toilet I was right like, there. Yeah, there's a little sandbox with, I think, a little shovel in there. Right, too. and a little hilarious. shovel in there. Yeah. I'm like, does he clean it himself? Because that would be magical. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> hey, he can go, he can climb and open a window if he right. needed to. So that's awesome. He should be able to clean up his own shit. Jesus. <laughs> 
Kings. In the original book, the Kaladi describes Pinocchio as a rascal, an imp, a scapegrace, a disgrace, ragamuffin, and confirmed rogue, with even Geppetto referring to him as a wretched boy. Upon being born, Pinocchio immediately laughs in his creator's face, and then he steals the old man's wig. So Pinocchio has, or Pinocchio, Geppetto has a wig. <laughs> My question right now is, uh, did the author have a hero for this movie or for this book or what? I mean, it sounds like he was basically like, I'm going to write a story about bad people. Right. And that's it. That's the story. <laughs> Join the Patreon yeah. and you'll find oh, out. Oh, I should. Okay. <laughs> And he didn't even have Jiminy Cricket or Figaro in his story to, like, save the day. or Nope, just the make, talking make cricket. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah, <laughs> he was murdered. He needs to get himself a lucky cricket. Yeah, no, there's just, there's so many different little things like that. So I'll be posting, you know, some hidden Mickeys and images online so that people can check some of those things out. But, um, but yeah, that was, that's Pinocchio. Were you satisfied with how it wrapped up? Do you th- so after hearing all that, did with do the you end? think this is like <laughs> a movie? Like, did you walk out of there like smiling, like happy ending? Yay! Every you know, do you think that that's a satisfying end? I don't <laughs> see, and that's what I don't know because watching the movie as an adult is definitely different than watching it as a kid. Because when you watch it as a child and you see him go through all of these things you end up being really happy at the end. It is a happy ending because he's a real boy and he's with his father, Geppetto, and he, you know, like, Geppetto probably die before the kid's 10, but... <laughs> More than likely, he's an orphan, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's good. He's getting happen. raised by a cricket. Right. <laughs> We've seen how that has gone. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then it makes me wonder, like, is the blue fairy going to turn him back into a puppet if he's bad for well, too often? No, she'll let but... his nose grow out and then she'll leave the... By the way, did you ever sit there and go, he created life by lying? Because as he lied, his nose got longer, and then eventually, like, there's a nest. Oh, with the <laughs> and birds. Then, and then there are birds. Like, wow, he lied, and life was created. Yay. Oh, man. So, most people know Pinocchio, and they think of the nose growing. Like, right, lying. right. I mean, that's what most Immediately. people associate. And it's actually a very mini- or small part of this movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Really... It's very minuscule because... Yeah. You know, right away he learns not to lie anymore. Yeah. He's like, okay, done, solved, move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, definitely as a child, you watch the movie and you're content and happy with the ending. You feel like it was a happy ending. As an adult, there's definitely more questions. I don't feel satisfied with how it is that it happened because I feel like, although, yes, Pinocchio became a real boy, there are just so many other aspects that are left open, you know, like we were talking about all the villains, like nothing really happens with them. You know, Stromboli doesn't end up getting arrested or having his puppets and things taken away for, you know, extortion or child labor or whatever it is he does. Cause I mean, who are the people doing the puppets? Is is it him? It's not him. Either way he had kidnapping and forced servitude or something like that. He, He was, he could have been a nice guy. Right. He as long been. as Pinocchio is bringing in the money, he was going to be nice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying Stromboli is good. He was totally, <laughs> totally evil. But yeah, but I mean, in all those instances, nobody's, like you said, they don't yeah. get their comeuppance. Like Honest John and and Gideon, they're going to continue trying to swindle people. You no. know, the, the coachman, this Barker character, he's going to continue to manipulate and lie to little boys and turn them into donkeys and sell them. I mean, it does kind of touch on what happens probably with, you know, human trafficking or the uh, slave trade or things like that. Like it kind of touches on those things that they happen, you know, and there's these different avenues that are, they go down in order to do these, these deeds. And they're just, I can't be happy about it. I can't be happy. I think I, I would have only been happy if this movie had ended with Monstro totally eating like Pleasure Island. Oh. And everything. That's what should have happened. That's how I should have ended that. That Monstro would have been really good. Takes out the coachman in the island and everything. Right. And there's your punishment and we're all good. Right. That actually <laughs> would have been good. That would have been a good ending. You know, if there was some kind of, 
I don't know, punishment for the people and yeah. their bad deeds. I mean, it is. It's nice that Pinocchio was able to be a real boy and make Geppetto happy because he always wanted a son. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like it's not super happy. It's a good film. I mean, the way that Disney executed it, they did a great job. Um, they did, you know, beautiful illustrations like we were talking about with the water and all of that. I mean, it was. It was yeah. really nice. And I don't really know if I want my daughter to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she really yeah. wants to watch it with me. And I'm just, after seeing it and analyzing it, I'm like, mm, do I really want you to do this. <laughs> it's one of those movies where I feel like Disney Plus, I'm surprised they don't say for 10 and over or something right, like that right, you know right. tvma yeah, exactly so to me it's a it's a classic movie it's amazingly just drawn and i mean beautiful stunning visuals everything i mean that's what i love it for is just how it looks crazy stuff stuff that <laughs> a little questionable uh, but it's a classic. I think everybody should watch it. But you gotta find that right time to watch it. That that yeah. good age. Yeah. To you know where they understand. Because I think it, Pinocchio is gonna be part of the public consciousness forever. Well, I definitely appreciate you spending the time to come out here and chat with me. I've really enjoyed talking shit about this movie. As much as we love Disney, it's always great to talk shit about <laughs> <laughs> the things that just. Don't make sense. Continuity errors and and choice of the craziness. Content. <laughs> the craziness of old school movies. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, eighty years. There's a lot yeah, can happen in eighty like, years. But no, I am. I am glad that we're able to do this. I'm glad yeah. that I can put out an episode two. You know, I hope that we can do this again. Another movie. There's going to be an episode two hundred eventually. So <laughs> only hoping. I'll Crying. stick around for that. Let's see. <laughs> So thank but, you for inviting me. This was fun. Yay, um, I'm so glad. You made me watch a movie that, I mean, wasn't like high in my list of I want to rewatch this movie anytime soon, but I was like, I'm glad I did because I learned stuff. Shamrock taught me stuff today. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, and like I said in my last episode, hopefully someone will keep track of this stuff and get on who wants to be a millionaire or Jeopardy or yeah. whatever it is, win Trivial Pursuit somewhere, <laughs> make some bets with people, make some money. <laughs> <laughs> One of these crazy factoids will save your life. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad this that great. we can be here and do what it is that I love, and that's Disney. Talking Disney, talking shit, having a good time. Yep. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can email me at adultsondisney at gmail.com. Follow Adults on Disney Podcast on Facebook, Adults on Dis Podcast, D-I-S, on Instagram. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to support more episodes, exclusive content, and a Patreon-only Facebook group, join my Patreon at Adults on Disney. Catch me next week talking some shit about Fantasia. Peace.